Welcome to, to Beyond, Beyond This space. space, the podcast where we choose topics each week to hold space with. So what does hold space mean? Hold space means that we discuss how each concept impacts our world today. Does it help it or does it actually hurt us? Or maybe we're missing something that we can't afford to miss. In a world full of craziness, we want to be a safe space. We're not here to be the calm, but to question the chaos. My name is Long. And I'm Kristen. And welcome to the conversation. Hey, welcome back, guys, to another episode of Beyond the Space. This is our season three, episode two, and we're super excited because we have... We have a special guest here named Lauren Drew. Hi, guys. <laughs> hey, Lauren. Thank you for giving us part of your time, and really, we're excited to see what you're about, the dreams yes. and the visions that um, you have, and how that can help benefit our listeners. Yeah, so Lauren, I know that you do a lot, um, but you have recently launched a blog, right? So yes, it's called right. Beautiful Reclaim. That is correct, yes. yes. So what is your blog about? Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me on here. It's so exciting to be here. Um, so the Beautiful Reclaim is about encouraging women to embrace their unique beauty that has been given to them by God while also focusing on cultivating inner beauty instead of just uh, their outer appearance. That's so pretty. I love that. Um, Thank you. I've, I've read it. It's actually really good. But um, you, you also are part of the organization Lighthouse. Yes, that is correct. So Lighthouse is a nonprofit support group based here in the Phoenix area. I co-lead that ministry along with our founder, Kelly, and the heart of Lighthouse is to reach women that are working in the sex industry here in Phoenix, uh, specifically strip clubs. Yeah, well, that's awesome because that's a tough environment. And right. normally you're not, nobody's really walking into that environment thinking that they're, they're going to try to change people's lives. And yeah, that's, that's your, your mission. Yeah. I just want to take a step back real quick. So mm -hmm. with the Beautiful Reclaim blog, I'm assuming this is more directed towards women, but if a guy came across this, is this stuff beneficial for them to, to know as well, perspectives? Just curious. Yeah, that's that's a great question. Um, so yes, it is geared mainly towards women. Yeah. Um, however, I do think that men can benefit from just reading the blogs and just really being on the website just to fully understand, I think, first of all, the pressures that women, yeah, women especially face in our culture, right? As it relates to beauty, um, especially outer beauty, I think that's really where our world puts a lot of focus, right? And so I think it's it's helping guys to understand um, just the importance of, you know, really focusing on um, complimenting women on their inner beauty, right? So that's yeah, um, the, like the that. character that they possess and really who they are at their core and not just focusing on what they look like on the outside. Yeah, that's amazing. Thank you for that. Yeah, you know, So with that said, guys, yeah, definitely check that out. So with that being said, mm -hmm. what is the best advice you give someone who doesn't see their own beauty? Mm, that is a great question. I would tell, I would tell that person, um, I'm assuming it would be a woman. Um, so I would, <laughs> I don't know, it might, it might be, it might be a guy too. Um, but regardless, I would just tell the, the person that I was talking to, you know, just first of all, that God created them. Right. And so, um, scripture says in Psalm 139 verse 14, it says that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. 
So those aren't really words that we use, right? Like right. we don't walk up to us and be like, hey, you're fearfully and wonderfully made. Like usually it's like, hey, like you look beautiful or, yeah. um, and so really those words, what they mean though is when God created us, he was so particular, right? He was so detail oriented about how he created us right. and he didn't make any one person the same. And so each person is unique. Each person's um, just set apart in their own in their own unique way. And so I would just challenge that person um, to really dive into finding out who God created them to be, and finding their identity not in their physical appearance, but in yeah. who God created them to be. Right. And so really focusing on just looking at Him and allowing Him to define who they are right and so if he made you the way that you look like he he says that you're that you're beautiful right that you're fearfully and wonderfully yeah. made and so i think it's going back to the creator and only the creator can define what beauty is so that's that's what i would tell them and then also um kind of two part i would also just encourage them not to compare um so i know that yeah. that's something through my life that i've actually struggled with quite a bit and I do talk yeah. about that on the Beautiful Reclaim, just walking through, I would say kind of hit mostly in my like early 20s. It was kind of like an identity crisis in a way of like, who am I? And, you know, is this girl prettier than me or is she more um, educated or is she better connected? And and that's comparison, right? And right. so my favorite quote is by Eleanor Roosevelt. And she said, comparison is the thief of all joy. And so when God created us, like he spoke joy over us, right? Because the joy of the Lord is our strength. And if Satan can steal our joy, he can steal our strength. Right. And so I think it's just encouraging those um, individuals not to not to compare themselves because um, that can definitely cause them to not see their own beauty that God has given them. That's good. That's good. I think that's very true. I think women compare themselves often mm-hmm. and I think like, we don't realize that guys probably do the same more yeah. often than we think. Yeah, I, yeah. I think guys just do better at hiding that they're comparing themselves. But definitely there's a struggle there as well. So to your point, yeah. most girls, is she prettier? Is she more connected with guys? It's mm-hmm. similar. Like, is he yeah. more popular, right? Okay. Is he more yeah. macho? The society see him mm. as a stronger male than I am. Right. Yeah. And so the the struggle is similar, but but different in his own right. Right, right. So I know, to your point, as guys, sometimes we don't, we look at a girl, we see the outer beauty, and we forget that they, they have an inner beauty, and maybe mm-hmm. they're fighting for that confidence, and we're over here ignoring completely, for the most part, because, yeah. Yeah. yeah, guys can be pretty dumb and simple sometimes when it comes to, to beauty and, and that kind of stuff. So. Which is funny, because girls overthink it. Mm-hmm. So we overthink, and you just explained, like, guys are more simple about it, so... Yeah. We're sitting here worrying about something that no one else is worrying about. Yeah. So I'm curious, um, mm-hmm. how do you, you, you kind of talked about the beauty being brought back to the creator, right? The creator is yeah. the one who defines uh, the beauty in someone. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you deal with the struggle, which I think you, you might have mentioned this earlier too, is when society says this is the mm-hmm. standard of beauty, mm-hmm. how, how do you yourself deal with that? It, do you go back to, to your faith or are there are there other people who help empower you with that when the mm-hmm. world says this is what beauty should look like, you should look like this if you're going to be beautiful? Hollywood mm-hmm. sets a standard of this is how women look, this is why they're beautiful. Yeah, so I would definitely say my faith definitely anchors me because um, again, I mean it, I would say 
with how much social media there is in our world and it's just it's an integrated part of our life right um, and so for me I think it's it's kind of a practical and a spiritual practice um, yeah. and so from a practical perspective it's you know being very like being very cognizant of how much time am I giving to social media and where am I at like where's my heart when I'm getting on there so personally, if I'm kind of struggling with feeling confident in who God's created me to be, or, um, you know, if I'm having a bad day about, you know, not feeling like I'm measuring up or I'm kind of falling short in an area as far as um, beauty goes, I'll be super careful about how much social media I'm consuming because right. um, that can be a comparison trap for me. Um, but then also really it kind of ties back into um, the vision for the beautiful reclaim is it's the idea of um, in First Peter three three through four it talks about like our beauty should not come from exterior adornment right like right. what our hair looks like or what we're wearing um, but it should come from cultivating inner beauty and a gentle and a quiet spirit and so for me it goes back to how do I keep myself from falling prey to measuring up to the standards of yeah. modern day beauty and so for me it's really focusing on like how is my heart how is my spirit am yeah, i walking really in love am i treating people with kindness mm-hmm. am i being patient when things don't happen the way i expect they would or am i being gentle in the way that i'm speaking to co-workers and my family and my friends um, do i have self-control Am I controlling my thoughts? Am I controlling my actions? Um, So it's really cultivating and focusing on um, those character qualities. So like the fruit of the spirit and really focusing on um, prepping our inter, like prepping my internal um, beauty, so to speak. And those, those character qualities, you know, when, when you're patient with somebody, when you're kind, when you have joy, Mm -hmm. you know, especially this last year and a half, like a lot of people have gone through some really, really difficult times. And so if you can show up every day and be joyful, people are like, whoa, why are you so joyful? Like the world is crazy. Like things are happening. Like life doesn't really make sense right now. Mm -hmm. And so if you can have that joy, that points people back to, back to God. And that's what we as Christians are called to do, right? We're called to point people back to God. And so for me, that's really what I've tried to make my focus instead of, Oh, it's, you know, am am I like hitting that standard? Am I, you know, thin enough or pretty enough or are my clothes in in style? And so that's really what I've been working on doing. I love that. Yeah, it's super true. (laughs) The answer is better than I, I didn't know. Yeah, what I was expecting to hear, but that was good. (laughs) good. I love how you said it's some of the traps that you don't walk into. Social media, the amount of times you spend on that. Yeah. Things like that. It's awesome. I think people forget how toxic things can be that mm-hmm. is supposed to be good. Yeah. Because, like, social media is supposed to be good. And we've talked about that in previous episodes of how mm-hmm. so- social media can be really great mm-hmm. until it's not. Yeah. And so that is where many young people are getting that standard of beauty. That's where they're starting to find, like, that identity. Mm-hmm. When in reality, that's not at all where we're supposed to be rooted in. Yeah, gosh, yeah. TikTok is such a huge thing now that I think a lot of the young <laughs> yes. female generation is, yeah. Yeah. that's where they they find their beauty in. Right. So, yeah. I think sometimes we fall in the trap to the point where we believe that empowerment 
is mm-hmm. actually that mm-hmm. when in reality it's destroying it's destructive yeah and then also like I will say I think being very selective in the friends that you choose and having mm-hmm. people that don't hold yeah. you accountable really right good. and That's I know there's there's been times even you know in my early 20s when I was kind of going through that identity crisis like finding those people that were like Lauren you know like where your identity lies yeah. right? Right, it's, right it's not in that's awesome. Um, did you hit this achievement or, you know, did you win this or did you succeed here? It's really pulling it back to it's not anything that you can achieve and it's not anything that you can do. It's your identity should be rooted in Christ. Right. And so it's having those people that will call you out and will hold you accountable, yeah. um, which sometimes is not super fun because you're <laughs> like, ouch, that hurts because you're right. Yeah. Um, but again, it's it's allowing those people into your life um, to have access to speak truth when you don't always want to hear it. That's really true. And I think sometimes it's finding the discernment to know that they are wise to, mm-hmm. to actually speak into you. Mm-hmm. Because I've fallen in that trap of like, oh yeah, I can really trust this person. And they, they're building me up, they're building me up. And then when you look back, you're like, oh, actually that's not true mm-hmm. at all. So like yeah. really being wise about having the right counsel. In- exactly. Girls can be pretty cruel, right? When they come to <laughs> like a doggy dog world out there sometimes. So having somebody who's really on your side right. sounds That's like really a good true. idea. So. Yeah, so true. So Lauren, you talk about mm-hmm. on your blog, things haven't always gone the way you thought they would. So true. <laughs> so how do you kind of redirect your plans? How do you change your thought pattern when you walk into that? That's a great question. Um, So yes, there's definitely been several things in my life that haven't worked out the way that I planned for them to um, or anticipated them to. And um, so personality-wise, like I'm definitely a planner, right? Like (laughs) I was like that person with like the five-year plan and then when it didn't go according to plan, I'm like, huh, what do I do now? Um, So for me, I think it's just been stepping back in those times and just really getting back to that place of surrender with the Lord where I have to go back to trusting in him. Right. And so at the basis, just being like, okay, God, this did not work out how I anticipated, how I planned. And I think instead of framing it as a failure, um, he's really challenged me to just see it as no good thing do I withhold. So if I didn't give mm, you something, okay. that's then like that. that's not what I had for you. So that, um, going back to trusting the character of God. And and there's been times where, especially when things don't work out the way I want them to, and maybe um, I've allowed the enemy to get me into that trap of feeling like, sorry for myself, or kind of throwing that pity party where I'm like, God didn't come through, like God didn't answer my prayer. And instead of looking at it like God withheld, it's looking at it as, no, God's a loving father. God yeah. wants the best mm-hmm. for me. Like what what he says in his word is true mm-hmm. and either you believe it or you don't. Right, right. <laughs> and it's those times where you're like, ah, oh, this didn't work out the way I planned it. Um, it's going back to the character of God. And so it's having to remind myself mm-hmm. that his plans for my life are ultimately good. And, you know, even things that happen that, are outside my control, right? right. Um, 
having to understand that he can work all things together for good. Yeah. Um, and sometimes things happen in our life and they're a direct consequence to a decision we made. But then sometimes it's a decision that somebody else made that yeah. affects us. So and so when that happens, it's just choosing, just choosing to trust him, which at times can be easier said than done. Um, and I know I've walked through different seasons of just having to go back and trust him specifically like in my early 20s and I talk about this on the blog I competed in local beauty pageants Um, and so I had the dream of being Miss Arizona Um, whether that was with the Miss America pageant or Miss USA and so that was really a dream that I had Mm -hmm. for my life and I competed in nine local pageants and um, the last pageant that I competed in I was first runner-up and I was like whoa like I was so close and for me that was exciting on one hand but then also devastating on the next right Right, because it was like it was so close but yet it didn't happen Mm -hmm. and that took a little bit to let go of the death grip of like this is the dream I had for my life and understanding that sometimes we have dreams but they're not God dreams right they're good and it's not a God dream and so it was like having to just like release my hands Mm -hmm. and that that was hard for me because it's like, I don't really think I'm like a control freak until God's like, let it go. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I don't want to do that. And he's like, no, like, let it go. Because when you open your hands, you release control. Then yeah. he can take what's not from him. And then you actually have room to receive what is from him. Right. And so I just had to get to that place where it was like, okay, God, like, I trust that your plans are better than my plans for myself. Which is good. That's so good. I feel that. I think <laughs> I think we all have this idea of what our lives will be. And I think many people are in the same position you are. Like, mm-hmm. things didn't go the way that they thought. And yeah. some, some people tend to come to this place where it didn't work out. God didn't work the way they mm-hmm. thought they would. And they go completely different. They go mm-hmm. the complete opposite direction. And they, and you see that even in like culture today, like people that have stood up and completely proclaimed Jesus and has done so many things. They're like, I'm not a Christian anymore. It's not worth it. Mm -hmm. So it's really encouraging to know, like there are people like you out there that are like, no, I know that this is hard. Like Mm -hmm. I'm going through some really hard stuff, but I'm still going to believe. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm curious, um, Mm -hmm. since you have mentioned going through so much and sometimes life is not what you expect and whatnot and maybe mm-hmm. others look at you and they go you're su- you're successful maybe others look at that and they go oh she didn't make it so then mm-hmm. she's she's right. not successful or whatnot but mm-hmm. to you would you consider yourself successful at this point in life and if you are not what does that look like for you to continue on to be successful or, or maybe it's both but just curious yeah i would have to say that's that's been something I really worked through in my 20s because um, yeah. I would say like I, d- I didn't really feel successful I was like I didn't achieve anything that I thought I would by this point you know and yeah. so you kind of like hit that certain age and you're like well by this age I'll have this this <laughs> and this or by this age I'll have all these um, accomplishments or accolades and I didn't have that and so right. there there definitely was that part of like I don't feel like I I don't feel like I was successful but then of course, God is so gracious in the way that he just kind of like taps us on the shoulder. He's like, hey, actually, like take a step back 
And so for me, it was having to realize, like, am I doing what God's called me to do? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And am I being faithful? Am I being faithful in my relationship with him? Am I being faithful in pursuing what he's placed in my heart and in my hands? Right. And regardless of the outcome, just pursuing that and just being being available, right? And being open to him using you. Um, he really showed me like that is what is success right. in in God's eyes. And so even if it doesn't look like what the world says, like, really wow, you're successful. Like you did this, this, and this, you know, you have all these things. Yeah. Um, I think God's, I think God's definition of success is a lot different than our like yeah. human perspective. And so okay. I feel like since he really changed my mindset on like, what is success? Um, I would have to say my answer has changed and I'm, I'm like, you know, as long as I, when I reach the end of my life and I go to heaven and I spend eternity with him and I meet him face to face, like as long as I hear, well done, good and faithful servant, then I know I'm successful. And so when you, when you do that, when you have that goal in your mind, it's not, you know, well done because you did everything that the world said you should do. It's, did you do what I asked you to do? And so that's just the fuel that keeps me going. That's really true. Yeah, gosh. To the one who matters, right? <laughs> right, right. To the exactly. one who matters. V looks at you and says, well done, then you know you've, you've done it. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So when we establish what success is for mm-hmm. us and what the world obviously seems to think about it. But we also live in a very me-central um, yeah, especially here in, in America, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. very much. All individualism, all about you. Yes. So, do you agree with the statement, you do you? I'm going to have to say no. I think yeah. that's a very selfish approach, right? And so, as Christians, our faith, it's countercultural. And it's, yeah. it's mm-hmm. counter-self. And so, the whole entire heart behind the ministry like the, the whole entire heart behind Jesus mm-hmm. and and the reason he was so countercultural is he never made it about himself he always made it about other people right if we're Christians we're followers of Christ we're supposed to emulate what he did right then it's not you do you it's not all about you and I think that that if you look at society what's wrong with society it's a lot of selfishness right. if you go into a relationship um, say a marriage at the basis what causes a relationship in a marriage not to work right it's right. selfishness um so i'm just gonna yeah. have to say that's a hard no i don't agree with that <laughs> that's good that's good i think we have been told for so long like do what's good for you and mm-hmm. do what's best for you be mm-hmm. who you want to be and this is this is perfect yeah, no, that's awesome to be confident to know what advices you let influence how you're going to live your life. Mm-hmm. Right. Very important. So, yeah. And you did mention a little bit about relationship and marriage as well. So I'm going to take a yeah. small tangent here real quick. Okay. So I know that uh, in your blog, right, you stated that you take an approach to dating differently. So have you ever doubted your, your approach to dating or has that changed or is it still the same? That is a good question. Um, so... I'll say for the listeners that maybe aren't as familiar with uh, what that means as far as that I've approached dating differently. Um, So from a very young age, I was raised to understand the importance of time. We're given only so much time. And once you spend it, you can't get more time. Right. And I was very aware of that growing up. And I decided from a younger 
from a young age that I didn't want to just casually date. Um, I didn't want to just date to have fun. That's what friends are for. That's what mm-hmm. family's for. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and making those memories with um, people that I would hopefully have in my life for for a long time. Um, and so not not wanting to to use somebody right, for a right. good time, right? Yeah. Um, and so I just decided that I wanted to approach dating very intentionally. Mm-hmm. Um, and so instead of spending time just going out with guys that there would be no future with, I decided to really focus that time on discovering who God created me to be, right. um, discovering what got my heart alive, right? Like, what was I passionate about? Like, why am I here? Right. What am I doing? Um, who who did he create me to be? Um, and really cultivating the relationship with him. And so um, I decided not to casually date, um, but to date very intentionally. And um, from, from that decision had just decided that unless I met a guy that, that had character qualities that I was looking for in a future husband that I wouldn't consider just casually dating him. Yeah. Um, so at the age of 30, like I've, I've never had a boyfriend, um, never gone on a date. Um, but that's not to say that I haven't met some really great guys through the years. Um, but it, it hasn't taken me dating them to know that they're not the person that God has for me. Um, and so I wouldn't say I've ever doubted the approach. Yeah. Um, there's definitely been seasons of feeling frustrated where it's like, okay, God, like where, where, where is the guy that you have for me? And when, when is he coming? Right. Um, right. So really it's more like the timing issue, um, but not so much the, the approach because I, I definitely feel like he, like that God really helped me understand the, the season that you're you know, in your teens and twenties, like the season of singleness, so to speak, um, is the perfect time just to really focus on him. Right. That makes sense. I think I have a pretty similar approach, so Mm. I get that. Um, I love that. (laughs) (laughs) So you're not alone, but a part of that is like, I know I've gotten, well, your standard is too high. Why, why would you wait? Why would you do that? Mm-hmm. So right, how you're you... looking for a unicorn, right? Right. Hey, unicorns mm-hmm. exist, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. So like, when people say that to you, like, yeah. how do you how do you react to that? Because like sometimes I feel like when I get that said, like it kind of puts that doubt into me of like, oh yeah, I mm-hmm. really won't find that person because mm-hmm. maybe I am too like my stance are too high. Um. I would say probably the short answer when somebody say like your standards are too high. I'm like, well, I mean, forever is a long time. Like I always say that about marriage. I'm like, forever is a long time. Really good. And I would rather, and I know it sounds cliche, but I'm like, you know, I would rather be single the rest of my life than married to the wrong person. Right, right. And if you marry the wrong person, not only can it hurt that other person, it can actually be super detrimental to your relationship with God. It can completely derail what he's called you to do and so in that situation um i would probably just lovingly say like hey like you know thanks thanks for that but i'm gonna have to disagree with you (laughs) and since i'm the one who's making the decision and since i'm the one who's not dating (laughs) i'm really okay with that like i'm really i'm really okay thank you so much for your concern um but no i i don't think the standards are too high (laughs) i feel that I think that's very true. Yeah, I think it's good to know what you want as well. Because mm-hmm. I've met people who, and sometimes mm-hmm. it comes back to, had they really looked for a certain kind of character and found it versus mm-hmm. settling because 
oh he has money or she has money so I'll, mm. I'll cut this off and, right, and right. find out that them having money does not make up for their lack of actual love for you right so yeah, I that. so Lauren we had you explain what Lighthouse was in the beginning mm-hmm. what inspired you to start working with Light- Lighthouse so when I was a teenager I went to a conference and there was a missionary to Thailand that worked in the red light district and she shared what she and her husband and family did um, and that was working with women that were in the red light district working okay. as prostitutes yeah. um, and she really talked about the reality of human trafficking I was a young 15 year old right. um, wasn't really aware that that even happened um, but it wasn't until she said not only does it happen in Thailand it happens in America and I started doing research and I realized the numbers were staggering mm-hmm. that it actually did happen in America. Yeah, see that blows my mind. I didn't even Yeah. I didn't even know that. Yeah. It was shocking. And then um I moved to Arizona when I graduated high school. So I moved here when I was eighteen mm-hmm. and realized that because of where Arizona is located and right. how many interstates we have that Arizona is actually a huge hotspot for human trafficking. Um, So I knew it was something I was always passionate about. I just didn't know what to do about it because it's something that's so large that sometimes you can feel um, daunted by it. And you're like, but I'm just one person. Like, I can't can't do anything to help. Um, But I just knew, regardless of what my role was in combating human trafficking, like that was something that I really wanted to get involved in the fight so what makes lighthouse different than every other organization so lighthouse we focus mainly on strip clubs um so just to kind of give you all just a overview of sex trafficking um so you you have the sex industry right that's kind of the it's all encapsulating Mm -hmm. um so that includes human trafficking that includes prostitution strip clubs um porn and so they're all interconnected um and so what makes lighthouse different is that a lot of girls that are working inside the club they don't feel like they have any other options of making money and a lot of girls that work inside the strip clubs they will meet customers that sometimes they don't realize are actually pimps um and so strip clubs can actually be an entry point into human trafficking um that girls get connected with the wrong person and then next thing you know not only are they working at a strip club but then they have a pimp that's taking all their money and then additionally exploiting them and so it's like when i first got involved with lighthouse it's like i said have you ever met a five-year-old little girl that you ask her like what do you want to be when you grow up right does she ever say oh my goodness i want to be a stripper i want to work at a strip club no she doesn't she says i want to be a doctor i want to be a lawyer i want to be a a teacher um and so a lot of times what happens is women who are working in the clubs they don't have a a good support system like they don't have um, a loving family or they don't have supportive friends Mm -hmm. and so a lot of times things happen in their life and they find themselves in a in a bad situation and they need money fast right and it's just kind of uh a way that they just get um, sucked into the system and then once they're in they just don't feel like there's any way out so it definitely creates a, a hopeless cycle for 
for the women that are working in the clubs. As a guy, it breaks my heart because mm-hmm. I couldn't imagine my sister or my mom having you know, that yeah, option. Like, mm-hmm. That is crazy and it's so sad mm-hmm. that you know, that's a reality for a lot of women. Right. You know. mm-hmm. And I think, I don't know if you have actually seen this, but there's a lot of things like on TikTok where I've even seen girls in the industry like, like, exploit like oh this is what I do for a day like this is how I get dressed mm-hmm. and then oh look at all the money that I get to bring home mm-hmm. and I was like how do you almost like flaunting yeah mm-hmm. it's like and these teenagers are on the on TikTok yeah. I've never met a teenager that's not on TikTok so like right. how easily is that on their feeds so how fast can that change right. from that five-year-old being like oh I don't want to be a stripper to that 10-year-old going, oh, yeah, I do, because mm-hmm. I'm going to make money, and it's mm-hmm. easy. And, and our culture does a great job of glamorizing strip yes. clubs, um, but I can tell you firsthand going in, like, there's there's nothing glamorous about it. Yeah. Right, right. And um, just seeing that women are are being degraded and that women are being exploited, right. um, it's it truly is heartbreaking. Right. Um, and so I think it's really um, combating that lie. Um that it is super glamorous or even that it's super lucrative it's it's really not mm-hmm. um by the time you realize what the girls take home it's not it's, 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 it's not nothing that, it's yeah. nothing into comparison to what like say tiktok would try to like explain, you know yeah. explain to younger girls um so yeah i think it's just interesting that that is something that's been used to create that lie to help mm-hmm. build an industry mm-hmm. that is completely destroying people yeah so you walk into the strip clubs with lighthouse right and you speak with the girls Mm -hmm. um so what is the best advice you give somebody on how to approach someone else that they don't truly agree with their choices but without coming off as judgmental yeah Um, So the approach that we've taken with Lighthouse is um, we have a team of women that go into the strip clubs, um, but we bring gifts in. We bring little pink bags that have a little lip gloss that is really good quality, actually. Um, (laughs) And then we just have a little card and it says, you are loved. We have our website, we have our phone number. Um, And so when we walk in, it's really making it um, our, our, our vision is that each girl gets a lip gloss mm-hmm. and each girl is told that she's loved yeah. and yeah. that she feels loved, right? And that she feels seen, not looked at, right, truly right, right. seen, where we love walk that. in and we I make eye contact that is yeah. really good. and we're like, I, I see you, not right. I'm looking at you, right. I see you. Right. And it's just looking into her eyes and it's, hey girl, this lip gloss is for you. Mm-hmm. The wall that is there falls down that's awesome you know it's it's kind of like scripture says like your gifts make way for you yeah, like they go right. before you that's and right. they bring you to that's great good, people right like kings and rulers right. um and so it's it's incredible just to see the walls that that come down you know even walking up to the clubs Gosh. the bouncers know us the managers know us we're like hey we're back we have gifts for the girls and like yeah. come on in you know um and so it's it's not it's not telling them like you shouldn't be doing this. Right, it's saying, right. hey, I love you where you are. That's um, good. That's good. Wow. 
And I grew up in church, right? Like I'm the daughter of a pastor and I went to church every Sunday yeah. and I love the, I love church. I love the local church. Right. But I remember at a young age, I'm like, I don't want to stay in the four walls. Right. Like this That's isn't good. where true ministry happens. This is where Christians come to get filled up, to then go do the work of the ministry. And yeah. it doesn't happen in the four walls of the church. It happens outside the four walls. And so it's really taking the gospel Preach. out that and it's good. taking, taking the light into the darkness. Yes. Um, and I will tell you, like after my first outreach, I got back in the van and I'd never been in a strip club before. And I was like, Whoa. And I get in the car and I was just like, wow, God, like, I think this is why I was created. And he's like, yep. That's why. And he wow, literally just awesome. gently said, like, you were created to bring light into dark places. And where does light shine the brightest? It doesn't shine the brightest when you're in the, like, lit right. up room with right. all the lights. It's when it's dark. It's when it's the darkest. And right. so I just realized that's why I was created. I was created to bring light to dark places. Most of the girls working in the strip clubs they're not going to be at church on a Sunday. Like, they're yeah. not going to be like, wow, it's Sunday morning, 10 o'clock. What do I want to do? I want to go to church. Right. No. But, like, how do they hear about Jesus? How do they hear about hope? It's when women who love Jesus walk in and say, hey, girl, here's a lip gloss for you. Yeah. If you need anything, call us. We're here for you. Even if you just need somebody to talk to, we're here for you. And we love you right where you're at. That's perfect. I think that's super true. You're not going to see the people that truly need the hope of mm -hmm. God walking in on Sunday morning very mm -hmm. often. The reality is, is that they're the ones that are stuck in the dark and mm. they need the light to actually show them the way. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it looks like a lip gloss. It comes in the mm -hmm. form of a lip gloss or it comes in the form of just saying, hey, like, how are you? What's going on with your yeah. life? Like, just yeah. being that light in every moment. That's really good. Yeah, and we have this little saying in Lighthouse. We say we spread hope in the form of a lip gloss. You know, <laughs> yeah. and, and like you said, you can you can spread hope in any form, whether right. it's a smile or whether it's a lip gloss or even just looking for opportunities when you're out running errands. You know, right. opportunities are everywhere. It's just whether or not we're taking advantage of those opportunities to bring hope. Super true. Yeah, we're definitely going to vote you to be Miss America. <laughs> <laughs> You need to run again. Yes. I mean, no, that is no. amazing. You guys are too sweet. I mean, but, yeah, like, seriously, that's awesome. Yeah. Aww. You definitely have a heart for people, which mm -hmm. is beautiful. And I think most people, like we said, are so focused on ourselves that we forget that everyone else needs something, too. Yeah. And so, like, being a person that wants to love people, mm -hmm. that's what the world needs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I love how this session was about you. But it was about you, about others. Yeah. Like your partners, <laughs> you know? You're talking about you, but you're talking about how much you love and care for others. Right. And that's amazing. I think if we had more people uh, with your heart, yeah, it would be a better place. Yes. So. It would change the world. So how can other people help organizations like, like, like Lighthouse? So you can always pray for them, right? Like we say Lighthouse is fueled by prayer. We can't do what we do without prayer um, because we are going into really dark places and that's the enemy has strongholds there. Like right, he, right. he is not more powerful than God. Absolutely not. God trumps him any day. Um, yeah. Yeah. But darkness is, darkness does have power. 
And so um, praying, praying for favor, praying for even just the safety of of the women that are working in the industry, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So you can definitely pray. Um, There are ways to financially partner, um, Mm -hmm. to sponsor an outreach. Um, There's an organization here in Phoenix called Arise, and they actually did a lip gloss drive. It is so cool. We've done it the last couple years with them, but they did, they sponsored an outreach for us. And so they did a lip gloss drive, and so girls were actually able to purchase lip glosses and donate a lip gloss, and then we did an outreach, and they actually sponsored an entire club. Um, so people yeah. could do a lip gloss drive. Um, you know, you can you can even just give financially towards um, the the supplies. Right. Um, and then there are also our volunteer opportunities um, if okay. that's something that people are interested in as well. That's awesome. Yes, we will definitely be putting Lighthouse uh, a link to Lighthouse on our Instagram pages um, so that you guys can connect with them if that is something that you guys are interested in. Yeah, and definitely also check out Lauren's uh, blog, The Beautiful Reclaim. Yes. I mean, yeah. even, again, even if you're a guy, you've heard her say at the beginning, right? I think it's worth us seeing the perspective and also know how our sisters are going through the, the right. fight and how we can better encourage them. So It's very true. Sometimes it's good to have both sides a little bit um, when you walk into something and approach it. Again, Lauren, thank you so much for your time, really. I know you're busy, and it's amazing to see what guys doing through you yeah to see your heart and your passion and uh thanks for allowing beyond the space to have a, a brief moment and we mm-hmm. would love to again uh, help in any way to promote and also give more yeah space for lighthouse and also your your blog well thank you again for having me on it was great chatting with you and i'm just excited for the opportunity just to share about what god's doing yeah, we are super excited that you were here. And guys, if you want to know more about Lauren, her blog, or Lighthouse, so Lighthouse organization or Beautiful Acclaim, look at our Instagram stuff. We'll definitely tag her so that you can go and follow her yourself. Please make sure you're following us on Instagram at Beyond the Space. We will see you guys next week. Again, this is Long. And this is Kristen. And this is Beyond, Beyond the Space. space. Thank you, Lauren.